I'm Clarissa from dreambookproject.com. I'm the official interviewer for Freedom Summit Global. We are getting to know the wonderful international and local speakers for Freedom Summit Global. These speakers are gathering to show us how to live a life of total freedom where we are not shackled by time, money, or location. We are joined by a very special guest. He has worked for almost 30 years as an international business manager and has visited over 50 countries for business. A very well-paid and very successful international executive, he quit his career to follow his diplomat wife around the world and started a second life as a digital nomad. I introduce to you the wonderful Fabio Aromatici. Hello, hi, thank you for having me here. Very interesting to be part of this. Very excited. Thank you so much, Fabio, for, um, for agreeing to this interview with us. <laughs> Thank you for having me over. It's, uh, it's going to be very interesting also to meet everybody else who will be involved into this project. Yes. Um, well, the summit is all about freedom. What does freedom mean to you personally, Fabio? As you said before, I've been working in corporations for almost 30 years and mm -hmm. uh, at a very high level. And people tend to think that when you get to the top of a corporation or an association or a, a job or a position, uh, you get a lot of freedom. This is not true at all. Uh, I found out the hard way. You have lots of responsibilities. Um, you have to some extent act out the part and you cannot be yourself 100%. You have to be the person other people expect you to be. And so this was my main problem when I was working uh, very intensively in Milano, in the States, uh, at an international level. It, I came to a point where it wasn't Fabio anymore, but was Mr. Aromatici, my last name, and expecting me always to act the part, always to be on top of all things, and never to show my personal side. So I think that the first thing that freedom means to me is to be myself and to bring in whatever I do, who I am and my values uh, and what I am looking for in order to grow myself and other people to grow. And the second element, I think it's time because um, when you're working in a corporation, especially at a high level, you never have time. Every single moment of your life is scheduled. And I guess that with my second life, as you described it, what I gained the most, uh, uh, it is time, the freedom to organize my own schedule. Sometimes it's, it's also very busy, but uh, at the same time, um, it, it's more flexible than before. And I am running it. That's what I love the most. So in a few words, freedom is be yourself and have more time on your own hands. I see. So you're enjoying this freedom now. Well, in the beginning, it was scary because for me, it was a new game. Um, I always worked uh, right after uh, law school. And uh, for the first time after my wife and I decided uh, uh, to go for a career again, um, a diplomatic career, we moved to Vienna in Austria from Milano. For the very first time in my adult life, I found myself without a job, without a perspective opportunity, without basically nothing to do and not even knowing when she will be shipped abroad again. Uh, she's Austrian. 
So um, with, she was there uh, with the government for a while and then they keep you on hold and you never know exactly where and when you're going to be shipped overseas. So it was very difficult for me also to join a regular nine to five job because you can't go to a prospective employer and say, I have no idea how long I'm going to stay in the country. Mm. <laughs> um, Fabio, you were a very successful international executive and now you are enjoying success as a digital nomad. Can you share um, what strategies you applied to become successful? Yeah, first of all, I found out that they are not very different from the strategies I applied uh, uh, in the jobs I previously held. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, I would suggest never look for shortcuts. Shortcuts do not exist. You have to work hard. You have to study. You have to prepare yourself. You have to be resilient, resilient because, uh, you know, at times things happen or don't happen and it's not in your power all the time. So the main strategy is to keep it flexible. Don't let bad situation affect you too much. And of course, you have to put a lot of passion in what you're doing. But basically, study, get prepared, and ready to work all the time. Ah, so it's the um, hard work and working smart. It is a lot of hard work because um, when you're not in an organization anymore and you're running your own show, you get freedom on one hand, but on the other hand, you don't have the support of a structure. So for somebody like me, who always worked inside a large company or an institution, it was kind of difficult to run my own thing in the very beginning. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's a trial and error. And if you don't get discouraged, um, things will work out eventually. Mm. All right. Uh, since you're living the digital nomad lifestyle, what tips do you have for someone who wants to explore this kind of lifestyle? Well, first of all, you have to know yourself because mm -hmm. uh, when you're out there uh, in other countries, uh, uh, maybe without uh, a structure, without a company in your beginning this life, uh, you really have to know who you are, what do you want, what are your goals, uh, because otherwise you get stranded uh, to some extent and uh, you really have to focus on what you want to be and at the same time you keep your mind open for opportunities and especially people who might be uh, coming across your path because that's the most interesting thing about being a digital nomad it's not about the places where you go it's about the people you're going to meet and I have met in my second life um, in these last three years a lot of interesting people that I probably would have never met when I was working uh, in the corporation very different backgrounds and very different uh, approaches in life uh, and and a lot of uh, free thinking people and the second thing is Please have a plan B because sometimes things don't work uh, or for a while they don't work. So one thing is not to get discouraged. One thing is to just throw yourself out there. And in the plan B, maybe a little bit of money on the side, it's always helpful. Uh, this is a, a life where you don't need much. Uh, um, at least you don't need as much as you think you would. But at the same time, you do need a little bit of uh, safety and security. And money uh, is always the best way to prove that. So don't go there if you're completely broke thinking, oh, I'm going to be rich in um, six months' time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have seen very few people becoming in this kind of uh, lifestyle, if not wealthy, uh, having enough money 
to feel safe, especially if you have a family or if you have kids, uh, uh, you are, have to have a little bit, a little stash on the side. So uh, first is to know yourself. Is that, that's one thing you mentioned. And what your goals are, what your goals, what you want to do uh, with your time and your, your talents. And then have a plan B uh, if this doesn't work and have some money on the side. And then second is have a plan B. All right. Of course. Uh, um, the next question is very close to my heart because I'm in the business of helping people achieve their dreams. So what advice do you have for someone to make his or her dreams come true? You know, usually people tend to answer this question, follow your dreams, uh, be passionate. <laughs> uh, my first advice would be a little bit different uh, is, are you willing to pay the price? Because there is a price uh, in this life. You are away from your original family, uh, from your friends, if you grew up with friends. Uh, you are going to live in countries uh, which are very different from your own uh, mentalities, which is part of the fun, but also in the long term, it can be also a little bit challenging uh, at the same time. So you have to know that there's always a price to pay. It is not a bed of roses. Uh, number two, you can go half-heartedly about it. You really have to believe in this. This is not a game. This is your life. Uh, this is time you're investing and and also maybe your family's time as well. So this is not a lifestyle for people who are undecided and maybe I should do this, and maybe I should do that, uh, or I'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I am much older than the vast majority of the people I have met. I am 56, soon to be 57. Uh, and I met a lot of millennials, I have to say, that are willing to, to join this kind of lifestyle because it seems so cool from the outside. But uh, on the other hand, I would have to say to these people, if you have a passion, if you have a project, stick with it and just don't change your mind um, very often. But I see many millennials at times uh, having a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of qualities and a lot of uh, uh, many skills. But at the same time, after the first few months, the, they get discouraged very easily. So you really need to be fully mm -hmm. determined. And this goes also with the last um, tip that I would give is be resilient. Uh, this is a lifestyle and let's say a job, a work, a way of being that uh, will bring you fantastic opportunities, fantastic experiences, but also sometimes very, very difficult moments when you're there with yourself or just with your family or maybe with a business partner uh, and it's going to be extremely challenging for you and who you are as a person, not just as a professional. You mentioned... No better no roses, no better roses, but also very challenging. You mentioned three things. Um, first is if they're willing to pay the price. And second is... Um, the second is... You have to go at full speed. You, you have to truly believe in what you're doing. Yeah, being wholehearted. And third is being resilient. Exactly, exactly. Um, you've been to over 50 countries, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite travel story? Uh, well, there will be many. But uh, this particular one is in an area of the world that people don't get to see very much. 
I was at the border between Uzbekistan and Kajikistan, and I was with my wife uh, uh, having uh, a meal in a very low-key local restaurant right on the main road. And so we were facing the road while we were having this lunch, and all of a sudden we start seeing tanks and soldiers and cannons uh, moving from inside uh, Uzbekistan towards the border with Kajikistan. And uh, we were very concerned and we thought that something major just was happening. So we asked the locals and the locals were you know, very, very cool with it because they said, oh no, we have an ongoing word, uh, war with them. It's been already 10 years, but it's since the USSR was uh, uh, canceled as a state and so all these different states were born, we constantly are fighting uh, um, about uh, our borders, but there's not, not, nothing to worry about. But for us as Europeans to see, you know, f fully armored uh, tanks uh, and military and cannons just on the road where we were having lunch, it was quite of a shock. But to see the faces of the local people like, ah, no, no, it's, it's all right, nothing special. But we were like 20 kilometers away from the border. Obviously, we didn't proceed any further. At that point, we went back. Wow. So, you did, did you do anything, did you do anything special? I mean, did you do? There was nothing to do. There was nothing to do but finish our meal. The interesting thing was that we were traveling with a German friend and we were asked by our guide not to take any pictures because that was also a military zone. Uh -huh. And the German guide decided to take some pictures. And five kilometers afterwards, we were stopped by the police, the military police, and they pointed at our friend, they took to his camera, and they knew somehow, I have no idea up to today how, that he has taken pictures. So they confiscated his camera, they deleted all the pictures of all the vacation, and then they gave the camera back to him. Up to today, I have no idea what technology they used to know that our friend took pictures, but they did. Wow, so they knew somehow. Yes, they knew, they found out with some, I don't know, some technology or uh, some computers. I, I have no idea. I was clueless, but they didn't stop all the cars, just our car and they immediately went to our German friend for his camera. So they knew what were they were looking for. That was a little scary, a little scary it experience. <laughs> it is. But um, now, now it has become a nice story to tell. Uh, but while it was happening, it was not. Because yeah. at times, and this I think it's important for everybody who wants to become a digital nomad in areas of the world which maybe might be challenging sometimes is that you can find yourself in these kind of situations and uh, you always have to be aware that something like this might might happen and you're not safe like you are at home uh, all the time all right uh fabio what is your vision for the future i wish i had a crystal ball and i was able to tell you exactly where we're going to uh, <laughs> But I started working when globalization really took place, when China uh, entered the WTO. And I remember everybody back then, it was 1988, was talking a lot about um, globalization. And we have seen, of course, a lot of it, but we also have seen recently how this slowed down. And uh, there are many, many countries around the world, there are many political parties, and, and Europe is no exception, 
where they are trying to some extent to oppose to it. They're criticizing the European Union, they're criticizing the United Nations and so forth. So my first idea is that the speed of globalization will slow down a little bit and that we will find macro areas of the world which will be uh, confronting each other much more than in the past. And I'm referring, of course, to, to Europe as a whole, United States, Western country, the Asian, Asian countries, uh, Russia. So the process that we all thought up until five, six years ago, that was going to be um, a never ending process. I think it will slow down and we will see differences in different areas of the world. Uh, mm -hmm. Number two, I think that there will be in work fewer professions and fewer jobs where you can hide and live a quiet life. I remember when I grew up, everybody wanted to work in a bank because a bank was a safe job. Your mother was very happy about it. And you probably would have always worked a mile or two miles away from her house. So you could have and have dinner and bring your children there. So either teaching or working in a bank was job number one because it was safe. I think safe jobs will be less and less uh, common in the future. And uh, maybe here in Asia, you guys already have experienced that, um, but in Europe, we have a lot of the unions, a lot of regulations. Um, they always try to guarantee the workers in the workplace, and I think it's a good thing. Uh, but on the other hand, I think that in the future, we will see a lot more confusion. Um, many of the um, active companies or the important companies today will disappear. New companies will come up. And I read recently that 85% of new jobs will come up in the next 10 years. So 85% of the jobs that we're doing today, they will no longer exist 10 years down the road. I'm not saying policemen or uh, I don't know, doctors, of course, we always need that, but I'm more referring to services, manufacturing, um, small and medium-sized companies. Uh, we will see a lot of change. So you have to be very, very well equipped for change. And if you are a digital nomad and you have the approach, the mental approach to be a digital nomad, I think you will have an asset that will be required more and more um, by the, the work uh, environment. Problem is where to go or which skills uh, to invest in because right now it's almost impossible. Everybody who's studying uh, in college now, probably they will have to work in a job that has little to do with what they are preparing for now. So as I was saying before, one of the hints was study, study, study. You mm -hmm. never quit studying because uh, it's always going to be a new challenge. It's always going to be a new technology. It's always going to be a new opportunity. But if you look on the other side, and if I look at people like my parents that worked and lived all their life in the same company or in the same institution, for me, it was too boring. I couldn't have done it. Uh, so I think especially millennials and people uh, who are digital natives um, will enjoy this kind of uh, lifestyle much more than people my age or people older than me. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I don't see a bright, easy future for everybody. We will have to fight tooth and nail. I see. So you mentioned a slowdown in globalization and yes. a change in the nature of jobs, perhaps more exciting, but also less stable than before and a need for continuous learning. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Fabio, where can people find you online? Uh, I have here in Manila, I have a small blog, which hopefully is going to turn up soon uh, into a startup, uh, and it's called Secret Manila. You can find me there, send me a message uh, on Facebook, or you can join us uh, uh, with Story Nights Manila at storynightsmanila.com. It's uh, a storyteller's ring of an international network. And uh, I am also revamping my own personal website, uh, www.fabioaromatici.com. So there's a way to find me if you want to, or also LinkedIn is always a very good solution. All right, thank you. We'll put that in the links below later on. All right. All right. So let's invite them to Freedom Summit Global. Um, yes. Yeah, we invite you to Freedom Summit Global to achieve time freedom, money freedom, and location freedom. And Fabio, invite them to Freedom Summit Global. Yes, please come. I will be only in the Manila event, so you can't miss that. I will be speaking about storytelling and especially how to provide value to your services and your products through storytelling. So this is my, the topic of my lecture. But if you have the opportunity all around Asia, don't miss this incredible, uh, great event. And uh, I am sure lots of you will find tools uh, and inspiration to be uh, a digital nomad around the world. Thank you, Fabio. Uh, we also invite everyone to like Freedom Summit Global and Freedom Summit Asia on Facebook. Thank you once Don't again. Miss it. Bye. Bye.